Welcome to the Great American Collectibles Show, heard Wednesdays at 6.30 p.m. Eastern on PSA.com and the PSA Facebook page. The Great American Collectibles Show is brought to you by PSA and the National Sports Collectors Convention. Tonight's headlines are brought to you by Sports Collectors Daily. For all of your hobby news, features, and more, visit sportscollectorsdaily.com. And now, your hosts, Tom Zappala and Rico Petroselli. You know, we should tape the pre-show. Why? Because I think that would be hysterical. Really? Oh, yeah. Historical yeah. or hysterical? Hysterical. Welcome to the Great American Collectible Show, Tom Zapp and... Red Sox Hall of Famer, Rico Amarico Petroselli. Nice to be with you, folks. Thanks for tuning in. What about me? I said nice to be with you. All right. Nice to good. be with uh, our guests. All right, listen, we got a good show today. We've got uh, our good friend Charlie Perino from JRI Cards coming on in about one minute. Followed by, you know something, this company is, uh, this is a cool company. Exciting, very exciting. The network, uh, the memorabilia network is the name of the company. And Dan Nels is going to be, uh, uh, he's the head of the sports department. I, he's, I think he's part owner, COO. Mm -hmm. He's going to be coming on real, real interesting concept to this company. Oh, it's different, different from all the auction houses. Well, that's what's great about the industry now. You have, you know, more Absolutely. stuff coming out and uh, it's great. I'm very excited for him. And then the latter part of the show, the last segment, our good friend, the incomparable Joe Orlando, hey. executive vice president now of uh, Heritage Auctions. Yes. Joe was uh, CEO. He was president of PSA, uh, my partner and Ellen's partner in uh, many, many book projects. Yeah, he told me about that. He didn't like it, but he <laughs> said he'd do it. You know how many, you know, with Joe at writing with us, we won he, six different national awards. That's wonderful. And wonderful. we, did we? Your yeah, book. you might book one uh, bronze. Yeah, the Medal of Honor, I think. <laughs> <laughs> All right, listen, before we bring in Charlie, our headline brought to us by our good friend Rich Miller and the gang at Sports Collectors Daily. I'm loving this, and I'm focusing on this every week. Okay. New York man accused of scamming buyers, sellers out of $33,000 in sports cards, an upstate New York man, figure New York, <laughs> uh, is accused of defrauding six trading card buyers and sellers in four states, out of more than $33,000, prosecutors said. According to an affidavit filed on October 11th by the U.S. Attorney's Office and obtained by Sports Collectors Daily, Kyle Bertrand. Kyle, Kyle. Bertrand. Remember the name. 34 years old of Greece. Greece, New York. Oh, was arrested and charged with wire fraud and mail fraud. Not going to get into the particulars. But pr prosecutors said that Bertrand built buyers and sellers from Florida, Missouri, Ohio, and Pennsylvania out of $33,360. They alleged that he used social media forums to get in touch with prospective buyers about sports cards for sale that he either did not possess or intended to deliver and never came across. You know something? Crime doesn't pay. We love these stories because there's been a lot of this going on, and it seems as though well, yeah. they're capturing these clowns. These days now, all kinds of crap like that going really. on. So, again, for more information, you can go to uh, sportscollectorsdaily.com. Uh, Rich Miller, they do a great job, especially on stories like this. All right, go. let's bring in our good friend, our paisan, Charlie Perino from JRI Cards. 
Charlie, what's, hey, what's the temperature down there right now in, in West Palm? 81 and a half degrees. Yep, 81 and a half. 82. What the hell are we doing up here? Hey, some of us uh, can take it, you know. Some people can't take the cold, and because uh, their bones are very fragile and old. Charlie, so, by the way, when I'm down, when we get down there in January, uh, on a Tuesday, you're going to have to iron up because we're going to do a remote from your studio Yes. Uh, in West Palm, Rico's not going to be there. Rico will be on the West Coast or up in the villages of some nursing home. But we, I will be there with you, and we're going to uh, we're going to do a remote, and Rico can join us via <laughs> via, via Zoom. Anyway, Zoom Ch- Charlie, uh, there's a lot. We have a we have a, a little time to go over a lot of stuff. Please, we get this stuff all the time. Explain the JRI Plus membership. JRI membership, you don't have to be a member to buy on our site uh, spots in our graded unsearched and sealed packs. But if you become a member, it's $30 a month or $300 per year. We have a rewards program for regular customers. If you're a member, we'll double the reward points. Uh, We'll send you out a shirt, a hoodie, a hat. We have JRI hats and whatnot. Uh, If you purchase three or more spots, we'll give you 5% off. We have a secret Facebook group where all our collectors talk about their collection anybody has any questions, which I think is a big plus uh, to go in there personally and, and trust the people that you want to ask questions for. And we have bonus giveaways on a weekly basis where you can win a graded pack, a graded card, uh, some memorabilia, anything, just only for our members. But it's $30 a month, $300 a year. You can cancel at any time, but you do not have to be a member to participate at JRI Cards. Interesting. Yeah, and if they become members, the $300... They'll get much more. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, a lot oh, more yeah, than the three. Like it's it's of... great. I mean, really, it's uh, terrific. So let's talk about the rare box breaks. Give us a couple yeah. of examples. Boy, I'll tell you, the mid-modern, as far as they didn't make boxes back in the 50s and 60s, they did. But, you know, those are very hard to get, never mind the packs. But, you know, when you talk about guys like Steph Curry in a, 19, a 2009 box or Kobe Bryant wow. uh, on that 1996-97 when you can get rookie cards, uh, LeBron James we're currently working on also. Uh, when you can get rare boxes from the 2000 up to the 2010 era from Tom Brady, uh, even to the more mid-modern, those are kind of more rare because they didn't make a lot. A lot were opened, and a lot of people have these boxes, but they just kind of hoard them. Uh, collectors are hoarders, and they have them in their closet. But when they do pop up and we do offer them on our show, uh, these boxes have become kind of rare, especially – Steph Curry, they didn't make a lot of basketball product in 09. Uh, basketball was wavering again. And Kobe no, Bryant, of course, in 1996, his rookie card still commands a, not a premium and uh, a want by the collector out there. He's a great player. What about non-sports? Oh, non-sport. Well, you know, we mix up. We have football, baseball, basketball, and hockey, but we throw some wrestling in there from the 80s. Got to go at wrestling. Got to go at wrestling. <laughs> Wrestling's great. Andre, Hulk, uh, Ric Flair, Hulk Hogan, their cards have really done very well. We got Star Wars and Superman. And, of course, it's that time of the year where we'll throw a little of Monsters on there. <laughs> and Batman. So, Charlie, so obviously you must have a niche. There are niche collectors that just focus on non-sports. They were kind of a select breed. I think that kind of was neglected during that whole pandemic rise in sports collectibles. But a lot, there's a big Star Wars following out there. Now, they don't like Kobe. They don't like Derek Jeter. But they like C-3PO. And they collect pretty much only those. So we try to give them that little opportunity. Pretty cool. Civil War. Yeah. Uh, Horrors of War, we almost had a pack. But I couldn't figure out how many cards were in there. 
I made like 30 phone calls, so we uh, we didn't do that back. But what, what about, sports a good little niche. What about, didn't you just recently have a break and it was kind of a funky card? It was a basketball card? Was it a Chamberlain? Yeah, we uh, uh, last week we opened up a 1969 Topps basketball, which is, I say, so rare, rarer than winning an argument with your wife. That's how <laughs> rare this pack is. Uh, and we pulled the 1969 Will Chamberlain card, but we're looking for Luau Cinder. It was his rookie year. Yeah. And we pulled the 69 Will Chamberlain, but uh, in the works, we have opened up, including at the National, a 61 Fleer uh, PSA wow. graded pack. Uh, we haven't listed that one yet, but we have a lot in the works, but... Have you ever seen him when he opens the packs? It's hysterical. He's got the goggles on. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it really is. Dremel, yeah. No, we have, to use, we have to actually use a tool. I, I tell you, man, you make it funny. You make it. <laughs> Look at that. It's <laughs> like you get in a root canal. I mean, I shaking myself. <laughs> that is funny. You know, I still say I don't understand why you should you should be. Uh, you should be broadcasting in front of a live audience. I think that would be great, hysterical. I know you don't have the room. We have a two-story facility here, but we are currently going to be maybe looking at a bigger space. We've had customers come on the show live. When we do this show here live, it's the same thing. But uh, we were thinking about having like eight or ten people. We're thinking about having our own JRI National, where we probably fly in maybe ten of our top customers, and we're all here live. Where they're downstairs and I'm opening the card, and we can bring them up one at a time. We're thinking of a Pretty lot cool. of good idea. Well, listen, yeah, what's your yeah. website, we, Charlie? You know something? Uh, uh, we're happy for you. You've but you've done uh, over the last several years, man. You've taken it to a whole new level. Got a great following. What is your website address, and how can JRICards.com, where you can see the '58 football, you can see a '54 Bowman football, you can see a Mantle Series '67. And Bird, Magic, and Urban on top of the 1980, all waiting to be dug up and opened up for our customers. Awesome, All right, Charlie, we love you. We'll touch, we'll touch base down the road. Yes. Take care. Take Have a good one, guys. See, Charlie Perino. Yeah, By the way, uh, please subscribe, like, and share the show with your friends. On, you can watch us on Facebook, YouTube. Uh, listen to us anywhere you listen to your favorite podcast. Uh, if you have a comment or question, you can just type it in if you're watching us on Facebook, or you can email me at zapsenior at hotmail.com. Z A P S R at hotmail.com. What do you mean, senior? Well, because my son is Zap Jr. Oh, no, I, I didn't realize that. And by the way, today we also have on deck with Rico's segment. I am so excited. Really? <laughs> well, it's not that exciting. Yeah, yeah, All right, listen, wait. I'm excited about bringing in this next gentleman. Uh, the name of the it's a, it, they're a new they're they're working with PSA uh, and I believe the national uh, new company I don't know how new they are but called the Memor Memorabilia Network really really interesting uh, comment so we're going to bring in the COO Dan Nels Dan welcome hello Dan thank you guys good you're, morning I, from I, my side are you in <laughs> California are you in California uh, I'm, I'm actually originally from Toronto but uh, I had to escape the cold weather you guys were talking about Ooh. in the pre-show and move out here so. Uh, I've been out here for about 18 years now and uh, not complaining about it. And you're, you're in Burbank, correct? Uh, the office is in Burbank, yeah. I'm talking to you from West Hollywood right now, but we are uh, situated in Burbank, just down the road from Disney Studios, actually. Fantastic. Well, listen, you know, I went, we went on the website. We've spent a lot of time looking at the website. Really, really interesting comment. I mean, uh, uh, just the, the way it's all put together. Can you give us a little background on the company? Yeah. Sure. Uh, my partner, uh, Harlan Werner, um, we've both been in the business for, for decades, and, and uh, he actually was uh, Muhammad Ali's memorabilia agent and marketing agent for a uh, better part of 20 years from the 
late 80s until uh, uh, Muhammad passed away. Harlan did all his autograph deals, traveled the world with him. He also represents uh, Sandy Koufax, Joe Namath. So um, he, uh, in, in dealing with these athletes, also, of course, dealt with collectors in the marketplace through private signings and that sort of thing. And he, uh, through the years, he's heard so many stories that collectors have, have told him. And we've sort of discussed this and and came to the realization that collectors didn't really have a voice, a real public forum. I mean, you have message boards, obviously, on various sites. And, uh, you know, when you go to shows, you get to chat with fellow collectors in person. But there's never really been a place where collectors can sit down and, and tell their stories. So we wanted to start this company um, to create what we call living provenance. So provenance is the history of ownership of any item, be it a house, be it a piece of art. And uh, we want to have collectors come in and tell their stories about how they met the iconic athlete to get that special autograph or how they were at the game in the clubhouse and got a jersey or, or anything like that because it adds a, a three-dimensional element to the actual item that they're talking about. So you actually you film it? Yeah, we have a television studio in our office, and uh, I fulfill your guys' roles and uh, do a little hosting on, on, on my side. And uh, I interview collectors, and uh, we also interview notable people. I just interviewed uh, Tim Mead, who's the former president of the Baseball Hall of Fame, yeah, talking too. about a lot of iconic items that are in the hall and other, other players. Um, what we also do is we have auctions, so um, people that are consigning into our auctions, we interview them to talk about items that are in our auctions so that... It gives our buyers um, a much more uh, direct contact with the item that they're uh, interested in purchasing, and also it gives them the background. So it's different than if you were to read something on a printed page in an auction catalog or if you were to read something in an online auction listing. This actually gives the item life, and it gives emotion to it as Very opposed cool. to a sort of two-dimensional flat space. You have stores also? Uh, not currently, not but yet, uh, right. we are uh, we are in talks to open uh, a gallery uh, in January uh, in the Valley here in California. Nice, so nice. stay tuned for that, Rico. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, Dan, your your background. I mean, you were with TSN, right? In in Canada, I was, which is yeah, kind I of like to, the um, that's like the uh, ESPN version of Canada, correct? It is. And, it and, is and, at what, the time. Yeah, what, what at the did time, you do? It was the only game in town. Now there's other sports yeah. channels and networks, but. Uh, I went to university in Windsor, which is right across the river from uh, Detroit, Michigan, and uh, got a communications degree and went to work at TSN uh, uh, for four years after I graduated college. And I was an in-studio cameraman, so I actually shot Sports Center and shot, uh, you know, in-studio talk shows and that kind of thing. It was a great experience, but um, there was a little more out there that I wanted to pursue. So yeah. good for you. Good for yeah. you. <laughs> well, I, no, I want to ask you about. Um, uh, you produce auctions for the uh, for notable athletes. Mm -hmm. How does that work? What do you uh, you go see what they have, and uh, if they agree that you know? Yeah, I mean it's 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 kind of a standard procedure whether you're an athlete, a celebrity, a musician, or a collector of of any level. Mm -hmm. um, you know, yeah. you want to investigate and and see what what people have, and and obviously there's times when. You, you receive one item or there's times where you receive hundreds or even thousands in, in our case. So, and that's not an uncommon, but you definitely want to get a scope of, of what the collection consists of and, and then try and, and sort of get a ballpark value because eventually you got to talk turkey with your clients and, and you, know, you have to arrive at, uh, at some sort of a deal point that we're both comfortable with where 
we know that we can sell through items, you know, uh, effectively with our with our marketing and with our client base and and the athlete, celebrity, musician, client, they're comfortable with us as well entering into that process. So uh, it's it's sometimes it's really quick, you know, sometimes, you know, it happens oh, on the sure. very day you meet and sometimes it takes it takes months. So yeah. But uh, we're very transparent and we're very ethical and we certainly uh, believe in, in, you know, being wide open with our clients and uh, throughout every step of the process. I used to get a, a letter every year. I tell you, it seemed like like 10 years from somebody uh, that w w was asking me if you have memorabilia, would you like to auction it off? And he made a whole mm. list and he said, you know, rings. All of that, yeah. everything. You don't know yeah. who it was? I don't know who it was, but I'm not, I'm not sure if it was an It wasn't individual. me, Rico. No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, I can't remember his name, but uh, yeah, he would ask, ask, finally, he stopped, you know. Well, you know something, Dan? You should probably keep Rico in, in mind here, because when, when Rico, when, God, when Rico goes to the uh, center field up in the sky, <laughs> he's, got, he's got a wonderful... <laughs> You don't have a, he's got a house full of wonderful memorabilia I've seen. Well, I'll definitely leave my information at the end of this, Rico. So. This guy. Uh, you know what? I, I have a feeling my he's going to be Yeah, he probably will. He's honorary yeah, enough. Exactly. But listen, yeah. you know, the thing that uh, kind of struck me uh, about your auction is that you have a little bit of something for every collector. I mean, you've got, obviously, you've got the Ali you got the Ali memorabilia. You've got the mm. complete 52 tops uh, set. And I saw what the starting bids are. And, and that, you know, there are niche collectors for those. But then mm. you have items that the average collector can certainly afford. And it's, it's, you just have such a wealth of different items. I think that's really cool because you're really appealing to everybody mm. in the hobby. Mm. Well, Tom, you know, uh, Harlan and I and, and the people at the company, I mean, we're, we were collectors first, right? right? And we still are to a degree. So, you know, I remember when I was a kid chasing around baseball players in the hotels in Toronto to get autographs or when I hit, I you know, a big card, you know, pulling out of a pack when I was a kid. It was it was always a special feeling. And, and there was a lot of things that I couldn't afford to buy, you know, when I was younger. So we certainly, uh, memorabilia, uh, it's not just for the high-end affluent people. It is, you know, portions sure, of it. We certainly sure. have things that are we're hoping to get a million dollars for, but we also have things that are twenty-five and fifty dollars. And we love collectibles and we love memorabilia. And so we're more than happy to to bring in things that everyone can afford because, um, you know, we don't we're we're not uh, we're not um, specific in the sense that you know I'm a big Blue Jays fan. Sorry, Rico, but uh, <laughs> you know. Uh, you know, so but I'm just not going to focus on that or things from Toronto. So uh, name a team, name a sport, name a player. Uh, we have it. We have a large offering of all the memorabilia, as you said. We're very fortunate to have that, and um, uh, we also uh, focus on Hollywood memorabilia and music memorabilia. So it really uh, and a little bit of presidential and historical stuff too. So yeah, it really wow. covers all of the bases and um, there really is truly something for everybody. All right, we're going to take Thanks. a quick break. When we get back, we're going to get into the heart and soul, the specifics of the auction. Mm -hmm. We're chatting with Dan Nels from the Memorabilia Network. I love that. That's a, that's a cool title for a it company, is. too. Very nice. Right? Yeah, I like it, that too. Hang in there. We'll be right back. All right. Since 1996, Brian Drent and the staff at Denver's Mile High Card Company have led the charge in the collectibles hobby. 
Mile High is a full-service dealer specializing in buying and selling cards and offers a competitive consignment program for all collectors. Whether it be their computerized want list service, appraisals, or auction services, Mile High has it all. If you've been searching for a company with a selection of high-grade vintage 1888 to 1970 baseball cards and memorabilia that shares your passion, aim high, Mile High. Go to milehighcardco.com or call 303-840-2784 for more information. This is Brian Drent, president of Mile High Card Company. Is your sports card and memorabilia collection properly insured? For easily replaced personal property, homeowner's insurance is all most people need. But for prized possessions that you may have spent a lifetime collecting, it doesn't go nearly far enough. Collectibles Insurance Services has been insuring for over 50 years. They offer a full range of protection and a $0 deductible at an affordable rate with no appraisals required. I know because they insure my collection. If you have a minute, go to collectinsure.com and learn more about insuring your personal card or memorabilia collection. Hi, this is Dan from Memory Lane Auctions here to remind you that the renowned Memory Lane Collectibles Company has served as a beacon of light to the collecting community for the past several decades. Indeed, folks, it has been our utmost privilege and pleasure to provide the most enthusiastic collectors with an abundance of the finest sports cards and memorabilia for America's most coveted sports personalities via our world-class auctions. Whether you choose either a private sale transaction or the auction route, Memory Lane cordially invites you to reach out to us to maximize the value of your prized possessions. Also, it is not just sales that we pride ourselves on being the best of the rest, because if you are seeking a particular keepsake for your esteemed gathering, we will be relentless in our quest to find that special piece to fulfill your collecting dreams. So no time to wait. Reach out to us today for the purposes of capitalizing on our unparalleled marketing capabilities. Simply pick up the phone and dial 877-606-5263. That's 877-606-LANE or find us on the World Wide Web at www.memorylaneinc.com. Now is the time for your valued consignment to ultimately become another one of Memory Lane's record-setting prices. How would you like to own the bat that was used by your favorite player when he hit that towering home run or game-winning base hit? Now look no further than JT Sports, specializing in the sale and authentication of professional game-used bats. As the official authenticators of professional model game used bats for PSA DNA, JT Sports will guarantee the authenticity of any bat purchased from them. JT Sports also buys and sells game-worn uniforms, gloves, and baseball equipment. The unique quality of the collectible is what JT Sports is all about. Give them a call at 609-487-8003 or check them out at GameUseBats.com. He answered the tough questions. On deck with Richard Petrucelli. <laughs> he doesn't know what on deck with Richard Petrucelli. <laughs> I've been called. Oh, that's classic. Okay, that's it's cute. time for our segment called On Deck with Rico, brought to us each week by our good friend Brian Dwyer and the great staff at REA Auctions. Don't forget to get your bid in by going to robertedwardauctions.com. That's Robert Edward Auctions for extraordinary results and extraordinary service. I got nixed out again on a Robert Edward Auctions auction the other night. Really? I bid on a 
Honus Wagner E90-2. Put in a nice, healthy bid. Ixnate. Somebody up. Ixnate. Somebody huh? Pisses me off. All right. No, this happen. week's question is really not a question. Yeah. I, I guess it is a question. Submitted by Mike Morley, who will get a... T-shirt, huh? A t- yeah, this is a polo uh, shirt. A polo shirt. Yeah. Polo. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Mike Morley will get a Great American Collectibles polo shirt. Rico. Yeah. Love the way you played. Well, thank you. Uh... What made you not stay, all the time. What made you stay in Boston? This is a good question. What stay made you stay in, in Boston, Boston after your career? Of course. Well, uh, it made sense. I, I had my whole career with Boston. My kids were born here. Um, my wife's from Seattle. Uh, and the fans just were so great to me. The, the, Boston, the Red Sox organization were very nice to me. And they still are, by the way. Yeah. Uh, and... Uh, I just love the people. You know, in the off-season, I stayed here, and then we would go out. We, I, mean, I would go out, and other guys, too, stayed. Uh, and speak at Little Leagues, things like that. So I got to meet more people, more kids. It was just great fans, you know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, I've made so many friends here that I, no way we're going to. We're gonna move. You know, we thought we talked about moving to Florida, but no. But you know, no what's, you know what's interesting. And Dan, by the way, jump in here if you have a you know at, at all for questions. Yeah. Um, you know what's interesting? It's interesting that not a lot of you guys stayed. You, Tian, Jim, Jimmy Rice, Jim, Jim Lomborg, Jim Lomborg, Jim Rice, Rice, Dwight Evans, a couple of others, right? Yeah. yeah. But yeah. they've all had. You guys have all had, and I I've always wondered this. You guys have all had good post careers because you stayed where you guys were famous, right? Yeah, I mean, but you know, but then you get a guy like I don't know, pick, you know, I mean, Pudge Fisk. I can't use him as an example because Pudge had a very successful career in Chicago. Yeah, but you know, I don't know, pick, pick, Freddie Lynn. Freddie Lynn's a good example. Freddie has not been as successful. I mean. Post career because he when he, he moved to Cal he was in California oh, he, he's from California but yeah. you understand my point you guys I, that yeah. stuck around Yaz you guys that stuck around always had something to do for years after your careers whether it be yeah. Red Sox appearances right or, right. right yes I mean yeah. and I had I got into business you, you uh, started your own company yeah <clears throat> all of that stuff and uh, again but the, the fans have been so great to us I mean it's just. It's it's wonderful, and uh, nowadays, look, it's a little different. The guys, most of the guys, uh, go to Florida or to um, Arizona. You know, yeah. to get in shape. They want to play some golf and whatever it is. They were able to do that because you know, the, you know, they're making the money. We we might have done that also. Dan, so, uh, Dan, he's got the greatest gig. Yeah. Let me tell you something. <laughs> Who? All right. He's the only guy I know that I'll call him up in the middle of the summer. Hey, Rick, what are you doing? I can't come over. I got a I got a Red Sox thing. He'll 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 go to a corporate booth, sit there for three innings, eat about Mm. four hot dogs, get (laughs) paid five grand, and then he leaves. Yeah, right. Five (laughs) grand. I wish. Great gig. All right, listen. Let's get in. Let's get into into the specifics. Let's talk about first the Muhammad Ali. I mean, the Ali collection is amazing. Uh, can you tell us about some of the items in that arc, in the uh, in the Ali part of it? Absolutely, yeah. Harlan actually has uh, opened up his vault a bit and uh, and salted the the sale with some of his things. But um, one of the the most impressive things we have is uh, in 1977, Andy Warhol was commissioned to do a series of screen prints of athletes, 
It's the first time you ever did any artwork surrounding athletes. Uh, Muhammad Ali, Jack Nicholas, uh, Chris Everett, randomly. But um, Ali was the uh, was the first uh, set of artwork prints that he released in the series. It's also the first time that he ever um, did anything regarding a black person, strangely enough. But um, anyway, there were four prints in this in this portfolio, and um, there's 150 prints of each of the four ones, and we have a set that's signed by Warhol and by Ali. Wow! And there's only six wow. six sets of the 150 in existence, signed by both of them. And my partner Harlan has witnessed Ali autograph each single one. And uh, the consigner Tom Chen, actually, I did an interview with him. That's that's on our on our website, um, on the auction website at tmnauctions.com, along with the lot. And uh, he describes, you know, he acquired the prints and the trepidation. He goes to the office and he's sitting there with Ali. He's like, okay, oh, <laughs> we got wow. one shot at this, you know, wow. <laughs> <laughs> whatever you do. And Ali practiced and practiced and practiced and. Uh, he nailed it. There are beautiful signatures, and there's photos of Ali signing each one of the prints. So it's one of the most unique things I've ever seen as far as an Ali collectible is concerned, a pop art collectible is concerned, and then he's just a cultural collectible. Um, so that's pretty incredible. We also um, have a, a, a robe that Ali wore uh, during training before his third fight with Joe Fraser, the Thrilla in Manila. Yeah. Uh, he didn't wear it in the Philippines. He wore it uh, here in the States leading up to training. It's incredibly rare because it has leather letters on the back of the robe. And most of the letters on the back of Ali robes uh, were felt or fabric. Mm -hmm. So uh, it's a really, really rare item. And these days, you know, there's been over the last decade, you know, some big items of Ali that have come to auction. But outside of autographs, I think it's going to get um, increasingly tougher and rarer to see or to purchase anything that was ever used by Ali because there's a finite supply. Yeah. You know, and uh, they're not making any more of anything he would wear. Right. So, um, well, I wouldn't I wouldn't speculate that this would be one of the last times. It's certainly from a robe perspective uh, and the uniqueness and rarity of it. Um, I'm not sure you're going to be able to see. Do you have shoes? Do you have his? Uh, we, we don't have shoes. We have uh, we have uh, a, a jump rope that he used for yeah. training that actually has has metal handles that were weighted. To uh, nice. to add more uh, more I don't know vigor to yeah. your jump yeah. rope. I don't know rope, so I don't know. Rico might know better than I. No, do, trust me, Rico never trained. <laughs> <laughs> what a guy! Yeah. Um, no, that's one of the exciting. most uh, interesting things we have is uh, 1978. Muhammad Ali went to Bangladesh, and Bangladesh was uh, was a new country. And when he landed, um, they made him a citizen of the country, and they gave him a passport. So we actually have that passport, and um, one of Muhammad Ali's best friends was a man named Howard Bingham, who had traveled the world with him, and Howard was also a photographer, and some of the most oh, iconic pictures you've ever seen of Ali, Howard took. So Howard was on that trip with Muhammad, and uh, he has a picture of him holding the passport, so we have just a, a, a print of that Very cool. in the auction, too, which adds to the provenance I was talking about earlier. You know, the thing that stuck out for me also is you have a complete 52 tops graded set, and uh, all PSA graded, I believe, correct? Yeah, yep. every single card. And I, the mantle is, uh, correct me, it's like a PSA 4, isn't it? Or It's actually not. It's, it's Unfortunately, it's a 2.5. Well, However, still. <laughs> it is. It is it, look, it's, it's still a beautiful card. There's nothing wrong on the face. It's more of an edging and a centering thing. And uh, I think it's, you know, it's become increasingly, obviously, as we've seen with the sale of the 9.5 and that sort of thing, it's uh, that card 
has just gone through the roof over the last five, 10 years. It's always been, you know, outside of the Wagner, the leader of this industry. And it's, um, a, it's amazing because that yeah. card has, has not left, not lost a head of steam at all. Yeah. Since we've been doing yeah. this. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. I mean, that it's just, it's just, yeah. but I looked at it. It's a, it's a beautiful, beautiful, complete set of 52 tops. Yeah. It's certainly, uh, I mean, not only is it a difficult set to put together from, from an availability and a price point, Add in the fact that it's all PSA graded, you exactly. know, that's next level. So, and there aren't that, I mean, there are some out there, but our average grade comes out to um, roughly 4.12. That's very I, cool. I know that's not an official grade, but, no, but that's cool. Up, very that's cool. I wanted to ask yeah. you, uh, I see uh, we have a list of some of your clients. Um, uh, some of them are, are former players, uh, but you also have Clayton Kershaw. Yeah, I noticed that. Present day yeah. player. Yeah, I mean he's uh, he's incredible. I think uh, I think it's slam dunk be a Hall of Famer, Hall of Famer yeah. at, at this point. Uh, you know, setting the record for strikeouts and and all of his incredible accomplishments. He finally got his World Series title, which yeah. I think was very well deserved. Absolutely. Uh, we have some incredible pieces. We have um, a game worn jersey of his from his ninety ninth win as a Dodger. Nice. I'm not sure, you know, how <laughs> that came to be, but it's 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 really great because it actually has dirt on the back of the jersey, which is very rare for a pitcher. So yeah. I'm not sure exactly what he was doing. I don't know if he was if he was hitting that game or something happened, but it's inscribed with his 99th win on on the back. It's all uh, MLB authenticated. So that's certainly a great piece. And his jersey specifically, um, you know, the Dodgers uh, are they don't release that into the into the ether. He has a fantastic charity and a fantastic foundation. So I know that, mm. I don't know if he sold game-worn jerseys, but he's certainly, you know, auctioned off some things through his charity in the past. But as far as a game-worn jersey, it's very rare for one of his to come to uh, the marketplace. We yeah. also have um, a ticket from his very first Major League Baseball win that is also yeah. PSA encapsulated, authenticated, graded. Nice. And uh, he's inscribed it first MLB win. So we've gone from number one to number 99. We don't have anything after that, but, you know, hopefully <laughs> oh, next that, That's That's yeah. very cool. Yeah. You know, the other thing that I noticed is you've got some wonderful Jackie memorabilia. Uh, I mean, some we really do. cool stuff, yearbooks. Yeah. Tell us about some of that yeah. material. Well, uh, being in California, I don't know if people know this, but Jackie Robinson actually went to high school in Pasadena, California here. And he was a football player, basketball player, a baseball player, and a track athlete. I mean, he was on every team that the school could, you know, find a place for him for. So uh, we actually have two of his high school yearbooks, one from when he was younger and then one from his senior year. And the one from his senior year is actually signed three times in three different places in the book. So uh, to our knowledge, it's the only one in existence with that many autographs in it. And he signed it Jack Robinson, which is, uh, you know, very unique. You don't really see that very often. Yeah. Uh, we also have two tickets from uh, he uh, went to UCLA, also here in California for college. And he, in addition to playing baseball, he was the running back on the football team. Yeah. And uh, we so have two tickets. A hell of an uh, a great athlete. Yeah. Uh, just unbelievable yeah and uh, he also played defensive back and sometimes he wouldn't get off the football field he would just he would just switch back and forth yeah. wow and um we have two tickets from a game that ucla played uh oregon and uh in the game he scored his first ever touchdown for ucla and he actually scored his first two touchdowns because he scored two touchdowns in the game so that's uh, a really that's incredible piece, stuff. and the actual the the artwork on it is done by the uh, Disney company, the 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 school mascots. 
on the ticket. <laughs> so it's a really unique item. That's amazing. <laughs> and my one of my favorite guys, I got to ask you about him, of course. Um, I, you know, I faced him in, in spring training. He struck you well 20 oh, times right. in a Don't row. <laughs> so. But uh, especially at the end of spring training, where he's really getting ready for you know for the yeah. season, uh, I mean he mm. was oh, unhittable. Sandy mm. Koufax, uh, just a great guy. Great, mm. I did a yeah. couple of golf tournaments with him, charity golf tournaments. How many times did class. you face him? Over the a lot. Did you really? River Beach. We were in uh, Winter Haven. That is, yeah. It was a short ride. Yeah. I faced him too many times, and with Drysdale. And they had some other pitchers, too, that were pretty good. Claude Osteen. Yeah. yeah. Was, Ron Paranoski. Paranoski, yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. No, it's, uh, yeah. but he was well, great. He's a great guy. Yeah, he's, I mean, hands down one of the greatest pitchers in, in yeah. Major League Baseball history. You know, too bad that he didn't play longer than he did. But, I mean, what a run. And there was no more dominant pitcher in the 1960s, really, in, in all of baseball. And so, um Harlan, actually, my partner, he's actually worked with Sandy for over 35 years. He started working yeah. with Sandy when he was still a teenager, uh, no shockingly enough. And uh, <laughs> Sandy, I, he's, he's a lovely man and uh, certainly been very kind to Harlan over the years. And we have some incredible, incredible um, items, you know, the same sort of scope uh, with, with Clayton Kershaw, but we have actually more uh, of the touchstones. We have actually a seat back and a brick from uh, Milwaukee County Stadium, signed by him. That's where he made his major league debut. Wow. And uh, we have uh, signed tickets from uh, his uh, his first win in Los Angeles. We have uh, a signed ticket from his perfect game in 1965 that's inscribed uh, perfect game on it. We have World Series signed ticket from him. Uh, we have uh, numerous, numerous uh, uh, magazines, Sports Illustrated, Sport Magazine from... from uh, the 1960s and uh just as a side note just from an autograph perspective um his penmanship is incredible and he's got just such a beautiful signature yeah. and uh yeah. hasn't lost his touch in that regard either yeah. i mean he's up there yeah. now too well, he's in his yeah. uh 80s, 80s, right? 80s least yeah i think he's, he's approaching 90 i think yeah he's getting close god bless him but he's, he's in great shape though yeah we, we are chatting with dan nelson memorabilia network and by the way we're broadcasting from the studio 21 podcast cafe uh, we're about 20 minutes, 25 minutes north of Boston, and you can also listen to us uh, back up here at 980 WCAP uh, in the greater Boston area. So we're kind of all over the place. Yeah. Let's talk about the Yankees. You have a lot of Yankees uh, memorabilia. You have a little Red Sox memorabilia, but you have a <laughs> lot of Yankees memorabilia. Yes, Why don't you tell us about do. some of that? Well, they only won we, 27 World Series. Well, we actually um, we uh, were consigned a collection from a man named uh, Dr. Robert Smalley. And Dr. Smalley uh, is from Texas. And uh, he was a massive collector before being a massive collector was the thing. He was one of the first attendees of card shows when they, you know, were in their infancy. He uh, was the guy who was able to get Mickey Mantle's autograph at 20 bucks a pop back in the day when, uh, you wow. know, they weren't charging very much for it. So uh, he, um, you know, in addition to actually being a Dodgers fan, he was a Yankees fan. Uh, so we have, um, yeah, we have, I think, almost 50 Mickey Mantle signed items in the auction. We have... Uh, a complete set. We're missing Roger Maris, unfortunately, but we have a complete set of signed baseballs from the 1961 Yankees team, individually signed by each player. Mm-hmm. Uh, lots of Joe DiMaggio items. Um, 
yeah, it's 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 interesting that you know those those fan bases, the Dodgers, and the, cool even though stuff. they started in the same place, they've really really carried throughout the years. Uh, and you know, it's it'd be nice to see a bit more of a rivalry between the two teams. I think. But uh, certainly uh, Boston and the Yankees and the Blue Jays a little bit, you know, they, they, they take care of that. So. Hey, listen, we've got about four minutes. Uh, let's switch gears for a minute. Uh, mm-hmm. You guys do appraisals and private sales. You broke it, too. Do. Talk about yeah, that for uh, a minute. Yeah, absolutely. We have uh, appraisal services uh, either for individual items or full collections, whether you're looking for insurance, estate planning, or um, if you're looking to just value things to see what you have, we're, we're you know, happy to help you out. We also uh, have private collection portfolio management where we um, can source items that you're looking for in your collection. We can represent you uh, as a buyer in auctions if you, you want to maintain your confidentiality. Uh, and then we do offer uh, insurance services um, that we are currently flushing out through Lloyds of London. So that will be a new wrinkle that will be here in the next week or two. So mm. we are a real full service company. And we look at ourselves as in addition to an entertainment and an auction company, a financial services company for the yeah. auction industry, because a lot of people contact us not knowing what they have. And a lot of people contact us not knowing what to do with mm. their collections because their children might not be interested in it or they don't want to pay the estate tax when it is inherited. So um, we have all your answers. <laughs> oh, that's great. What's uh, your website so people can get, get to you? Yeah, well, our main website is thememorabilianetwork.com. And then we currently have an auction running on our auction site, which is tmnauctions.com. That's our Heroes, Icons, and Legends auction. That's open live for bidding right now. We have over 900 lots of some of the things that we have discussed here today. And that closes on Sunday, November 6th. That's all online. And uh, if you need to reach us, you can email us at info at the memorabilianetwork.com. You know, for our viewers and listeners, I, I suggest you get on the site. As I said, it's really important you understand that there's a little something there for everyone. If sure. you just scroll through those lots, I mean, there's, there's some really, really affordable, affordable items. Hey, before right. we let you go, one more question. Uh, also, non-sports and entertainment. A lot of that stuff, too, right? Absolutely, yeah. We have, um, we have one of Michael Jackson's gloves that he wore on stage during the Bad Tour sometime between 1987 and 1989. We have um, one of the masks that was used in the movie The Mask with Jim Carrey. Oh, yeah. This, uh, you know, yeah. this little blue side mask. We have Princess Tambourine. We have uh, Gene Hackman's Lex Luthor suit from Superman that uh, was worn on screen. Very cool. So uh, we're not just in the sports world, Hollywood, music, uh, pop culture. We've got something for everybody. Yeah, well, great. Dan, it's been a pleasure. Uh, really? we, we hope to get you guys on again, you and Holland. Uh, wishing you Absolutely. the best, man. Yeah. Great, great I'll site. I'll with me next time for yeah, sure. And thank great you guys site. so much for having and me. Will you guys, just real you. quickly, will you be at the National uh, in Chicago next Absolutely. year? Absolutely, yeah. We were just in Chantilly at the Chantilly show this past week. Weekend, we're to have some more slate uh, on the on the slate this year, next year. But 100 percent will be at the national next year, and we're Terrific. very much looking forward to it. We'll see you in Chicago. Yeah. All right, guys. Look forward Take to care. it. See you, Dan. Dan Nels from the Memorabilia Network. Yeah, nice terrific. guy. Hey, nice very guy. Nice. Very interesting company. Very, very All right, we're gonna take a quick break. We come back. I think Job O is going to join us. Hang in there. We'll be right back. Pristine Auction is a family-owned and operated online auction specializing in autographed memorabilia, sports cards, coins, art, and collectibles. Since their founding in 2010, they've grown to two facilities in Phoenix, Arizona, totaling over 60,000 square feet. 
Jared Cavalli and an incredible staff of over 150 team members serve a very large customer base and enjoy every minute of it. By working with leading authentication companies, Pristine ensures all items are 100% authentic. In addition, third-party authenticators regularly travel to Pristine Auction to provide authentication services on-site. Pristine Auction strives to operate its business in a way that's honoring to God, their families, and their customers. With a strong focus on speed, quality, and premier customer service, their mission is to be the leading online auction for every level of collector and fan. Pristine also works for Hope Sports and Identity Hoops International, traveling to Mexico to build houses for the less fortunate. Pristine Auction offers several online auction formats with thousands of auctions ending each day. For more information, go to pristineauction.com. That's Pristine Auction, the best in the business. If you're a discerning collector interested in owning the most important pieces in the hobby, look no further than Leland's Auctions. The original sports auction and appraisal house, Leland's was established in 1985 by legendary pioneer founder Joshua Leland Evans. And today, President Mike Hefner carries on their tradition. From the Tom Brady card and memorabilia collection, to the famed Boston Garden Auction, to high-end card auctions from every major sport. Leland's has always maintained the highest standards. Go to Leland's.com and get your bid in. That's Leland's, the hobby's leading sports auction house for four decades. It's often been said that championships are won on the practice field, and world records come only to those willing to work harder than everybody else. Heritage Auctions is the world's largest collectibles auctioneer, because we believe that becoming the best is only an invitation to the challenge of remaining the best. This requires the skills of the hobby's top experts, capable of identifying and maximizing value for our consigners. It requires the most visited website in the industry, courting a global audience of collectors over a million and a half strong. It requires a dedicated press department that expands our global reach far beyond the entrenched hobby marketplace. It's hard work, but a simple premise. Present the finest collectibles to the largest population of potential buyers, and world records will come. We invite all listeners to put the unmatched power of Heritage Auctions to work for you. Auction evaluations are always free, and our commission-based fee structure ensures that our interests are always aligned. The highest possible price for your collectibles. There will always be new world records to chase, so let's chase them together. Visit our website at ha.com and request your no-obligation review today. Hi, this is Dan from Memory Lane Auctions, here to remind you that the renowned Memory Lane Collectibles Company has served as a beacon of light to the collecting community for the past several decades. Indeed, folks, it has been our utmost privilege and pleasure to provide the most enthusiastic collectors with an abundance of the finest sports cards and memorabilia for America's most coveted sports personalities via our world-class auctions. Whether you choose either a private sale transaction or the auction route, Memory Lane cordially invites you to reach out to us to maximize the value of your prized possessions. Also, it is not just sales that we pride ourselves on being the best of the rest, because if you are seeking a particular keepsake for your esteemed gathering, we will be relentless in our quest to find that special piece to fulfill your collecting dreams. So no time to wait. 
Reach out to us today for the purposes of capitalizing on our unparalleled marketing capabilities. Simply pick up the phone and dial 877-606-5263. That's 877-606-LANE or find us on the World Wide Web at www.memorylaneinc.com. Now is the time for your valued consignment to ultimately become another one of Memory Lane's record-setting prices. They are prized possessions, and you need a place to store them that is safe and secure. The eBay Vault is exactly that, an insured climate-controlled facility with state-of-the-art security that guards your valuable collection around the clock. Your vault account is protected by two-step verification and easily accessible through eBay Collection. And everything stored in the eBay Vault is backed by Authenticity Guarantee. Buying and selling is a seamless experience. When you buy an eligible card on eBay, it can be sent directly to the eBay Vault at checkout. Or, if it's already in the eBay Vault, you can just keep it there. And selling from the eBay Vault is just as easy. Every card in the Vault has been expertly inspected, detailed, and photographed, so you can quickly sell it with a pre-populated listing. And if your buyer chooses to withdraw their card from the eBay Vault, we handle packing, shipping, and insurance. And same goes for you. If you want that rare rookie card in your hands, you can have it shipped to you at any time. Collect like a pro with the eBay Vault. Well, the eBay Vault is climate-controlled, insured, and protected with 24-hour security. Soon, you'll be able to send cards already in your collection directly to the eBay Vault. Let's send him to the eBay Vault, too. (laughs) They will take high-quality photos of the front and back of the card and document all the details for your viewing pleasure and to make the listing-to-sell process seamless. For more information, go to eBay. Connecting buyers and sellers globally. You know, I made that decision. <clears throat> when I meet my maker, I, uh, Ellen's going to put me in a vault. Yeah, yeah, you should be. Right? Yeah, like we, Ted Williams. Should I get slabbed, though? Like, should I have PSA, like, authenticate me? Yes. Yeah, right, right now they should. I think so. All right, listen, uh, you know what this guy means to us. Uh, uh, he's, uh, the best. Have, he's the best. He is the best, man. We love him. Uh, we go way back. Uh, he's been a, a great business partner of ours and now he's 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 doing something new he sells hot dogs in uh, downtown <laughs> no just kidding <laughs> our good friend joe orlando executive vice president of heritage auctions uh former ceo of collector's universe president of psa uh part of the tremendously talented writing group of ats communications and He's done a tremendous amount of good for the hobby industry. He's, he's like the industry. Babe Ruth. He's the Babe Ruth yep. of the hobby. <clears throat> Hi, Joseph. How are you? All right. How much do I owe you guys? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. We hey, mean that from the hard I, hearts. Right out of the gate. I know. We do mean that from our hearts. Listen, out of the gate, how are you, how are you settling in? Uh, how are you liking it? It's a whole new world for you. It is. I'm enjoying making people happy instead of sad. That's, that's number one. It's been, it's, that, that part's been really enjoyable. No, but it's, it's been great settling in there. I've been there about two and a half months now, and um, it's the right fit for me. I think I found a, a good home. Well, the, the way we look at it, Rico and I, is anybody who can work with Grady for two and a half months <laughs> unequivocally should be canonized a saint. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I'm going to take the fifth, Tom. (laughs) (laughs) So, Joe, uh, what exactly now is your role at uh, Heritage? 
So it's a little bit of everything. Um, obviously, working at an auction house, uh, you can't help but work with consigners and bidders because, of course, it's an auction house. But I'm also involved in content, involved in operations, involved in marketing. So a little bit of everything. But at the end of the day, again, we're an auction platform. So really just working with with buyers and sellers of, of collectibles. Yeah. I want to ask you about the Wagner E90-2. Yeah, that's my card. I'm trying to you win know, that damn card, Joe. I need trying. help here. He's Give me, you know, is, is it a good card? You know, I've done a lot. You know, you know, you and I have talked in the past, and I said, Joe, got a couple of bucks to spend. <laughs> and I've been, I've been researching that card, and I know they call it the poor man's Honus Wagner card. Is that a card worth investing in in a decent uh, grade yeah, you know, it's funny, like over the past couple of years, so many different segments of the hobby, of course, including cards, have been hot that it's hard to find cards that haven't had their moment in the sun yet. Um, and I think you could argue that a card like this is one of one of those cards. Um, yeah, I mean, look, <laughs> how many people can afford a T206 Wagner, like you said? The, the, one of the beauties of this card is the eye appeal. Um, so you have that that Carl Horner style portrait that the design was based on. Yep. But that blue background just makes Beautiful, that card pop really almost in any grade. I mean, as long as it's not severely uh, worn or damaged, the eye appeal on that card is, is really, really terrific. And, you know, you, again, you've got the portrait. A lot of those other e-cards of Wagner during the period, you know, they have them batting or throwing and they're great cards. But people love those portraits, and in this case, you get the portrait with a with a blazing blue background. So it's a, it's a terrific card. Good. How, how many uh, Wagner cards are are there in existence? Of the E nineties, how many E nineties? Of the E ninety dash two, are there many of them out there? I mean, there there's certainly um, you know we're, we're not talking uh, rare and you know compared to the Wagner T two hundred six Wagner, but the E 50. cards, all E cards, are very tough. I mean. The E90-2, um, I think the last time I checked, and I could be wrong, so correct me if I'm wrong, I think the highest grade is in the 6 range. So it's a, hmm. it's a very tough card in terms of condition. Um, they are generally low pop, most of those E cards. Um, you know, years ago, of course, there was that big black swamp find of the E98s. Um, so there were a little bit more of those that were discovered, but generally speaking, they're they're pretty tough. You guys sold the. Uh, by the way, it was you guys that sold the E ninety two PSA six. Heritage did, I believe. Yeah, I, be I believe that. That that is true. How many T two o sixes? Fifty, sixty, seventy. Oh, that many? I thought there was only six. No, no. something like that. Um, Joe, again, taking guests, talking to the to the collectibles world. Uh, in an email, you mentioned that there was a, one or two other cards that kind of fit that bill. Can you chat about them? Yeah, when when you mentioned this particular Wagner card, I was thinking, you know, what are what might be a similar issue that could pique the interest of collectors? And one immediately popped to mind. So you you mentioned that you know some people refer to this as kind of the poor man's Wagner because it's more affordable. Well, I would, I would encourage collectors to look at the 1911 M116 Sporting Life Wagner and the set, period, because it contains a number of other stars, unlike the E90-2 set, which only contains, I believe, 11 cards. It's, right. It's, you know, it's on the Pirates. So the, the Sporting Life uh, set contains, I think it's over a little over 300 cards, but it has all the big, the big stars. I mean, it's got Wagner. It's got Cobb. It's got, you know, Matthewson, Young, all those guys. 
And those cards, if you look at the population of some of those cards, I mean, they are remarkably scarce. And by the way, if you're for the people listening, if you're familiar with the design, it's most of those portraits are based on the Carl Horner portraits. So the Wagner is the same exact pose as the E90-2, as the T206, and it's it's a really attractive card. Now, the, the blue, there's, there's different variations right. in the set. But the blue background Wagner, the blue background Cobb, um, it's not pure blue like the E90-2, but the M116s, it sort of starts blue at the top, and then it goes into kind of a, a green color. But they're gorgeous cards. It's the same style portrait, um, and they are incredibly scarce. I mean, they're very low pop. Um, so it's something, again, they don't come up a lot um, for sale like the E90-2. So... Um, it's it's hard to gauge where the market is sometimes on cards like that, but I would encourage collectors to take a look at that series because that might be a nice alternative nice. to, as you mentioned, T206. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I want to ask you, what what's the biggest reason why these cards get become valuable? I mean, uh, to people that, you know, and uh, scarcity or just the way they look, what's the biggest reason, though? All of I'm a sudden, that's the Honor, no. Well, Babe Ruth, you can understand. Everybody knows no, but Babe Ruth. No, but, he's, he's, but no. What about the mantle? There are zillion <clears throat> fifty-two mantles out there. Why is that card so still so popular? Yeah, well, but man, I mean, the, the the easy answer is supply and demand. So then you'll well, have situations right. like you just mentioned where a card isn't necessarily incredibly rare, but there's so much demand. The player is so popular. The set is so popular that it doesn't matter. I mean, you could say the same thing about a Michael Jordan rookie in a 10. There are hundreds of them. They're not rare, but everybody loves Michael Jordan. So the value holds up. I think, you know, what we're talking about before with the E90-2, with the M116s, with the T206 Wagner, I mean, collectors do love to own something that few others or no others have. I mean, there's sure. uh, pride of ownership is such a big part of collecting. So scarcity, I think, as the market matures over time, scarcity becomes more and more of a factor because, again, people want to know that there are few. And mm-hmm. sometimes, sometimes it's, you know, what they own is unique, but they don't, they don't want to necessarily own something that, everyone can yeah, have it. Yeah. And that, again, that's the pride of ownership that collectors feel. Joe, we have a couple of minutes left. Uh, this, you know, we've talked about this. Rico and I and JM have talked about this uh, several times. It seems though there's still a gap between those pre-war cards going into the 50s, just around to 1960-61, and then you jump up to the modern ultra-modern cards. The ALK lines, the, the, the Rod Carews, the Yazes, those cards, are they, are they rising out of the ashes finally? Are they, are they coming around? I'm, you know, I'm talking, you know, Tony Oliva, Hall of Famers that really never, have never gotten a tremendous amount of respect. Yeah, I'll answer it in two ways. I mean, yes, in certain instances, but look, the reality is this, and I, I've always said this to fellow uh, collectors. I've written about it in past columns. I mean, look, when new people come into the hobby, where does the demand sort of get focused? It gets focused on the guys that have statues outside the stadiums. And that's Ruth. That's Clemente. That's Johnny Bench. That's the big 
the big, big names, like the A-level Hall of Famers. Mm -hmm. And then there are tiers. I mean, we can, this is a subject in and of itself, but yes, they're all Hall of Famers, but there are tiers within the Hall of Fame. And so some of those guys have absolutely risen in value as they've become more appreciated over time. But I was just having this conversation the other day with a friend of mine. I mean, we were arguing, who do you think the most uh, underrated baseball player of all time is? And there's definitely a few guys in the conversation. My, my uh, argument or the case I would make is Frank Robinson, because Frank Robinson in his prime was every bit the player that Mays and Aaron and Clemente were, but he was overshadowed in one of the greatest eras of, right. of Good point. You know, baseball right. ever. And, but if yeah. you look at Frank's prime years, I mean, he could do everything. And, he, and, and on top of that, like Mays, he had an incredibly high baseball IQ. I mean, had great instincts on the field. Right. And yet he's, you know, a, a distant uh, in terms of, you know, value gap, as you mentioned. He's, he's well behind some of those, you know, other superstars of the era. But K-Line's another one that gets overshadowed. But they played in an era with some of the, the you know, Mount Rushmore type names of all time. We are uh, that was my just problem. about out of time. I mean, no, that was, Rico <laughs> says that was his problem. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love you. I love you, man. Uh, listen, uh, Heritage Auctions, go to ha.com. Great site. By the way, I'm, I, I did put a bid in. Just, again, this was one of these bids that I, I put the bid in, and then I mentioned it to Ellen last night, and I wound up sleeping in the guest room. <laughs> uh, I, put a, I put a bid in on the uh, Eddie Plank, the T206 Plank, for the hell of it. I said, what the hell I got to lose, right? Can I? Do we have time for another question? One question. One quick question about the, the kid from New York, 62 home runs. Oh, yeah, that kid. Yeah, and uh, I mean, the value must be tremendous. I mean, going up, right? I mean, well, I think there's a greater appreciation, but, you know, unfortunately for, for Yankee fans out there, it was a quick four uh, and out please, um, please. in the playoffs. And, 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 I, and this is, the, this is the, the, the difficulty with the volatility of the modern market. I mean, Aaron Judge has an incredible regular season. They play the Astros, and he, he struggles a little bit, and that's what happens sometimes in playoff baseball. And yeah. it gets yeah. swept, and yeah. it's over, and – you know, now on to next season. Yeah, so, yeah I mean, I'd hit both of you. I, anybody can hit 62 home runs against sub-500 pitchers. Oh, Come yeah. on. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Joe, we love you. Thanks, Joe. Great say, talking. Yeah, say hi to the guys. And, uh, say hi to uh, your beautiful wife and kids. Yep. Joe Orlando, Executive Vice Terrific. President Good of show. Heritage Auctions. Hey, we're just about out of time. I Great show today. That. Yeah. Charlie. Him. Dan. Dan. Joe. Joe. Three good guys. Three great guys. Three guys that know their stuff. Hey, With that being said. Nice talking to you. I'll see you. God bless you. Uh, you too. <laughs> uh, have a great week, everyone. And remember, <laughs> happy collecting. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.